0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. All right, welcome to the show, History Soccer, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and also coming to you live on Sirius XM Two Eleven, Dan Patrick Sports. Great to be with you. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. We've got a lot to get to today in the Premier League, of course. A uh, very exciting weekend of Premier League action. We're going to run through the results. And then don't worry because we're going to get to all the midweek action. And there is a lot of it. There is a full slate of games midweek here in the Premier League starting on Tuesday and running through Thursday. We're going to get to all of them. i tell you what. We'll get to the um, – let, uh, let's do the Tuesday matches and Wednesday matches today. And then we'll leave the Thursday match for Wednesday's show so that we can uh, get down with some detail. Of course, I believe the, 20, the following weekend, I think, is FA Cup weekend. Uh, cup weekend, if I look at the fixtures, we're going to uh, get that down for sure. So uh, we are really in a compressed period here for the Premier League. And, of course, what a weekend we did have with some massive upsets. I mean, Leicester City getting turned over by Burnley at Turf Moor. I mean, you tell me, who had that result? Uh, Watford Spurs nil nil. Well, I kind of had that. Arsenal Sheffield. Yes, Aston Villa getting a draw at Brighton, but Norwich beating Bournemouth in that huge relegation six-pointer. Lots of draws this weekend, by the way. And I did tell you, West Ham. Uh, pardon me, Wolverhampton Wanderers were going to go to St Mary's and get a win, and they did that. And then, of course, that massive result at St James's Park with that very last-minute goal uh, to give Newcastle all three points was an absolute shocker. Of course, uh, we can talk about um, the Sunday matches. Uh, we, we mentioned that's Liverpool-Man U. Huge match there with lots of ramifications for United. Look, we got so much to talk about. And, of course, coming up this week, so many Premier League games to get to, including, I might add... An absolutely massive London derby. All right, that's what we're going to get to today on the show. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me also at Fifth Street Sports Talk. I'd like to say hello to our men and women in uniform who are listening around the world courtesy of the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on any one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, iTunes, or the award-winning Sirius XM app, we welcome you to the show. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. So let's get ready to kick it off here on Fifth Street Soccer. Uh, no more heroes. That's the Stranglers. Uh, you know, I, I've mentioned this a few times. I'm not sure was that album No More Heroes or was that song on Ratus Norvegicus. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this as I talk to you here um, because uh, one of my favorite Stranglers songs. I mean, re- it really is great. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, no More Heroes was on, no, it was on the studio album No More Heroes. So there we go. It was not on Rattus Norvegicus, which in and of itself was a great album, by the way. So if you like The Stranglers, hey, welcome to the show. If you don't like The Stranglers, okay, welcome to the show anyway. All right, look, the Premier League uh, weekend is over. And, of course, midweek Premier League staring us in the face starting on Tuesday. Uh, Liverpool continue their unbeaten run in the Premier League. Uh, It is a miraculous run, only two points lost in 22 games. Now, remember, there is only a 38-game season. And I say only, I mean, you know, it's it's a lot of games. But when you're 22 games in, you're 16 games short at the end of the season. So we're about uh, coming up to two-thirds of the season done to have lost only two points. And that was a draw to Manchester United. Of course, this weekend uh, at Anfield saw the return leg. Where Man United came to play Liverpool at Anfield, and it was a, um, it was an interesting game. Look, I know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has taken some heat for this game, probably because of the result, and of course it's always a, a massive rivalry, no matter what happens. But uh, I actually never really thought Liverpool were going to lose this game. But I had predicted a big over. I thought there'd be a lot more goals. Now, in fairness, the ball did go in the back of the net a lot and was called off a lot by VAR. And most of those call-offs were, in fact, the correct call. So I'm not going to complain about VAR. Uh, but I thought Liverpool dominated the game. There were a couple of spells where United went at them. But they looked... United really just lacking in quality. Um, They played... With passion, they played with, uh, with with plenty of of, of fight. So I, I think those that complain that the players don't play for the badge and this, that, and the other, but I think they're probably wrong. And I'm talking to Man United supporters, and this coming from a Liverpool fan, by the way. So so take take it for what it's worth. But. They were turned over by Liverpool short, sure, but it, it could have been a, it could have been a lot worse. And so uh, I, th- I think the pressure on Olegan Solskjaer at this point a little bit ridiculous. By the way, interesting comments, a uh, little tête-à-tête uh, on Sky Sports between um, Jamie Carragher and Roy Keane. Of course, Jamie Carragher, former Liverpool player, Roy Keane, former Man United player. I'm not sure what they would that they would disagree, but Roy Keane was making this the case that of Solskjaer needs more time, and and I actually agree with him. On this completely, because the problem with United isn't the guy that's sitting in the managerial seat. Look, they've they've gone through a string of managers at United, uh, obviously, since Alex Ferguson left, uh, and I think the problem is none of them really have been given long enough. You know, whether it's David Moyes or Jose Mourinho or whoever, none of them have been given long enough. And I think you can look at Southampton. And what they did in keeping the face with in the keeping the faith, excuse me, I said face, keeping <coughs> the faith with Ralph Ralph um uh, What happens when you give the manager the breathing room? Now it is possible, I suppose, Southampton could go into a nosedive, but uh, uh, they're, they're only twelve points from safety. I, I don't see them getting relegated. And yeah, they had a, a disappointing loss by only a goal at home to a very good Wolverhampton Wanderers side. So. Again, this is indicative of what happens when you keep the faith of the manager. When you recognize, you say, look, the manager's good, the problem isn't the manager. Now, whether he has enough chops to change the system uh, for the players that he he has, whether he has a backroom that he brought in that's supportive enough, that's that's scouting properly and doing all these other things, um, I don't know that you could say that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is, um, you know, not living up to the expectations that he had when they hired him. I mean, he, you know what, coached at Bromby. He didn't have a huge CV for top-level coaching. I think he's done a decent job, and and I think United would be making – a massive mistake if they were to put the club through another set of managerial turmoil. What they need to do is to sit Ed Woodward down and say, Eddie, baby, uh, you need to bring in somebody that really knows what they're doing with football because uh, it's not you. And that may that may solve the problem. But I don't want to get into Man United here any more than I have, but uh, suffice to say, Liverpool turn them over and have an extremely tough game on Thursday away at Molyneux against a wonderfully uh, effective Wolverhampton Wanderers side as I mentioned got that big win over Southampton and that coming off uh, you know uh, a series of three disappointing results and I might add end of December uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers lost to Liverpool 1-0 and of course Liverpool will face them again right this Thursday for the return match at Molyneux this is going to be a tight game this is not a gimme for Liverpool and I have to tell you I know everybody's looking at that matchup against Man City later on uh, in, uh, was it next month or the following, or, or March. I actually think if Liverpool are going to drop points, get beaten, come off this incredible run they're doing, not that it's going to make a bean of difference as to the outcome of who's uh, of them winning the Premier League, Wolverhampton Wanderers is going to present a very, very tough challenge for Liverpool. Much tougher, I think, than you might think. So let's get back to the results over the weekend. Uh, We did get a little bit sidetracked there, so uh, please accept my apologies for that. But if you listen to this show enough, you know I get sidetracked. So we talked about the Sunday match, Liverpool-Man United. Look, Leicester City go to Burnley and get turned over I'm not really sure what I can say about that, except that I don't think Leicester City are a team within a, with a massive amount of depth. And yeah, they went on an unbelievable run from really the beginning of the season to the middle of December. And then they had that draw against Norwich. And then after that, in the last six games, it's been four losses and two wins. But the losses came to City, came to Liverpool. Uh, but then they lost to Southampton. And then they lost at Turf Moor to a Burnley side that, quite frankly, is, well, I don't want to be too disrespectful, but rubbish. I mean, Burnley had lost four in a row. In fact, if you look at their last, what's that, five, ten games, nine games up to that point, they'd, uh, they'd lost seven and won two. For Leicester City to go to Burnley and get turned over... It's absolutely bizarre. And I think you're seeing the effects of a very long season on a squad that is not exactly the deepest in the Premier League. A good squad with a good manager. And I think Brendan Rodgers is going to be really challenged into his man management and his squad rotation system because they have some big matches coming up. They've got West Ham up next at home at King Power. And I think that, you know, Brendan Rodgers is going to have to look at what he's doing because, uh, as I mentioned, their recent results not great. Three losses, two wins in the last five. Their form is definitely off. They are now a third in the table. And, yeah, Chelsea's form isn't great. And I think if there's anything that's really the, uh, let's just say, the positive side of this, For Leicester City, it's that Chelsea, uh, Manchester United, who would be possibly the ones that would be looking to take that fourth spot, are as inconsistent as you could possibly imagine. However, and I mentioned this uh, on Friday, I believe, on the show, don't count Wolves out. And and to a degree, don't count Sheffield United out. Both of these teams, if Chelsea and United continue this inconsistent form and are incapable of putting together a good long streak of wins, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and maybe less likely Sheffield, certainly could leapfrog into that fourth spot. Now, they are five points behind Wolves. Man United are five points behind as well. We're talking about Chelsea, by the way, that fourth spot. So anything's possible. Chelsea have a very tough game coming up against Arsenal. We're going to talk about that a bit. But anyway, back to the results. And I'm sorry because uh, it's it's hard. We've had all these games of the weekend. We're going into now a second batch of games. But that's the Leicester Burnley result was a big surprise. All right, I do have to go to break. When we come back, let's talk about Watford, Spurs, Arsenal, Sheffield, Brighton. see what. Let's wrap up the Saturday matches and then move on uh the next two uh, the next uh, segment into looking at matches this week. I'll be right back here on Fifth Street Soccer. Find me on Twitter, I'm at Nick Eber, N I C K G E B E R. Or Fifth Street find me on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. I'll be right back after this. <laughs> and rock and roll. Welcome back, Nick Eber. We're talking Premier League football. Let's get to the Saturday matches that uh, just finished. Watford Spurs, a big match really for both of these sides. And I know Jose Mourinho was complaining up and down about this match, uh, but you know it was away. It was at Vicarage Road, and you know, do you really think that? uh, that Spurs deserve to win or deserve any more than a point on this I mean he saved I mean Gazzaniga really was the hero in this game he's saving Troy Deeney's penalty and if it hadn't been for that guess what Spurs would have lost now I like Jose Mourinho more than the next guy I mean I'm a big fan of Mourinho um but you know I, I don't know what to say. He's complaining about this game. He says they should have won. I don't think so. I think they were lucky not to lose this game. And and let's say not even lucky. I mean, the fact that Gaz and Igor stopped the goal in and of itself should be all you need to know about that one. So Spurs, very lucky to get a point. And look, Tottenham Hotspur in trouble without Harry Kane. We know that. Uh, clearly, Deli Alley was not a happy camper when he was, put, when he was pulled off uh, for Christian Eriksen, who doesn't even want to play there. So there are some big problems at Spurs. And if I might add, problems not of Mourinho's doing, uh, but it's how he handles them. That really is the question. Next matchup was at the Emirates, where Sheffield United uh, visited Arsenal and got a draw. I'd say that's probably about a a right... I actually thought Sheffield might win this game, but uh, the problem that Sheffield have had for all the teams in this sort of top half of the table, quite frankly, is that they just haven't been scoring enough goals. They haven't been conceding goals. I mean, they're, they're, they're very defensively very, very tight. I mean, they only team that is better than Sheffield United defensively is Liverpool. They've only conceded 14 goals in 22, and Sheffield have only conceded 22 goals, less than a goal a game. So I suppose a 1-1 with Arsenal wasn't a surprise, and, and I don't remember what I picked for this game, uh, but I was surprised, obviously, because Aubameyang uh, uh, not playing for Arsenal due to that red card, but you know, 1-1, a uh, fair result, probably uh, not too much of a surprise. Brighton and Aston Villa 1-1. I would say that that is probably a good point for Villa uh, because they need the points. And their form as of late isn't quite as bad as their league position would show. They're 2-2-1 or two wins, uh, two losses and a draw. Uh, but it's going to get harder for Villa because coming up midweek, a big six-pointer against Watford, who are unbeaten in five. But this was a good result for Villa, I would say. Uh, Brighton, another one of these teams, another one of the B teams, by the way, Brighton and uh, Bournemouth, uh, that have had a really, really tough go of late uh, since uh, the beginning of December where they beat Arsenal. It's been, it's been really bad for them. I mean, in eight games there, uh, they've only won one. And that's not good enough for them. Uh, They are in danger, I would say, of getting sucked into the relegation vortex. So they're going to need the points here. And uh, they needed the points there. And they have a huge match against Bournemouth coming up midweek, which is really uh, very important. But for the weekend, they needed the point. They got the point. Uh, Good for them. Uh, Brighton, Villa, uh, both getting a little bit of what they need. Now, the surprise was Man City, Crystal Palace. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Manchester City are, I I don't know what to say, I mean, it's not, they are a good team. I mean, Manchester City are a fabulous team. But an own goal by Fernandinho, giving up the points, that's just a lack of discipline. I mean, between who else scored for that? Uh, Aguero scored, right? And I, I know De Bruyne. De Bruyne had a great game. Loved De Bruyne, by the way. Uh, Aguero scored two goals. And I thought at 87 minutes, they thought they had it. Then Fernandinho with the own goal in the 19th minute to take all four points. Do you, do you think uh, it's, it's hard, you know, to say who uh, deserves it, but that's not an unfair result, by the way. Uh, City drop more points Pep Guardiola sort of says the obvious that the title race is over at least City's participation in the title race but given that they are second in the table still I believe even after that result yeah, because Leicester obviously dropped points uh, City are now uh, what's this? 16 points behind Liverpool Liverpool have a game in hand and that game is against West Ham United uh, if they win that game that'd be 19 points ahead um I think that uh, the title race is in fact over, although no one is no one in the Liverpool side of the equation uh, is saying that. All right, let's move on quickly because I'd like to try and get these wrapped up. Norwich in a big relegation six-pointer, and poor old Bournemouth have another one <laughs> midweek. Uh, the Bournemouth go to Carrow Road, drop the points to Norwich. Norwich really needed the win, but they're still dead bottom of the table, and they're on the express elevator to the Championship. Uh, we talked about Southampton Wolves. Uh, West Ham Everton one one, you know Ancelotti's got his hands full, no doubt about it. Uh, at the London Stadium, I thought it was a good game. I think uh, Ancelotti will not be happy with that result, but uh, at least they didn't lose. At least they didn't drop. Uh, um, at least they didn't drop all the points. You know, and it was a header that they let in, by the way, that they let Dominic Calvert Lewin get, and that's discipline. That's training, and uh, I, I think. Uh, It was a great header, too, by the way, so let's give credit where credit's due. Okay, uh, Newcastle beat Chelsea at St. James's Park in, quite frankly, what has to have been one of the most boring Premier League matches I've seen in a a decade, at least, uh, was punctuated at the very end by a shock goal for Newcastle United, pretty much against the run of play, I would say. But, you know, hey credit to Newcastle, and credit to Steve Bruce, who is really just an absolute delight. I I love Steve Bruce. He's a different type of manager. He's not new school. He's not quite old school. He's sort of somewhere in between. He's low-key. He's soft-spoken. He's realistic. Um, You know, I I am, I am, I thought that was a great appointment, Steve Bruce at Newcastle. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, well-received by the fans. Let's just put it that way. But um, a, a huge, a huge three points for Newcastle, bumping them back up into twelfth place at a time when, quite frankly, it looked like they were in danger of going back into the vortex. Uh, that's what I call the relegation zone strap. If you remember, they had that big win against Crystal Palace at home, and since that time, in the five games, they, when the four games subsequent, they they hadn't won one. They lost three and drew, drew one. So this was huge, huge three points because. At the time of that win, they were at ninth place in the table, and they had dropped back down to 13th, so this was a really good win for them. This is what they needed. St. James's Park just went absolutely crazy. If you know, don't know much about the Premier League, uh, you know, everyone talks about, uh, and you're just a casual or drop-in or, or, or a new fan, and welcome. You know, the big clubs, the so-called quote-unquote big clubs, although this season, you know, that's always a question mark, uh, but the big clubs, the Uh, Liverpool's, Chelsea's, Arsenal's, Man City's, uh, Man United, Tottenham. Although I I, I laugh, by the way, because, you know, not too long ago, Chelsea and Man City and and Tottenham were were nothing clubs in the Premier League. But the quote-unquote big clubs, you know, have this big support and all the rest. But, you know, Newcastle United is really the only club in Newcastle, and they get massive support. St. James's Park is an absolute jam-packed cauldron. And the expectations of the fans at Newcastle is very interesting. Uh, you know, they, they know under their current ownership structure, this club is not going to win the Premier League. Uh, this club's likely not going to get to Europe. Uh, but, you know, they, have, they just want good football. They like results. They want to see them play. They want to see heart and fire. And, and they saw that this weekend, and, and the place just absolutely erupted. All right, so those, uh, that's a very quick rundown of the results over the weekend in the Premier League. Um, By the way, uh, the new player for Tottenham, whose name right now escapes me entirely, uh, did come on briefly, and we'll we'll get to that shortly. Uh, But the table, Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, Chelsea, top four, Manchester United five, Wolves six, Sheffield seventh, uh, Tottenham eighth, Arsenal tenth. And I I know Tottenham's position is not where they'd want it to be, but certainly... They're happy to look down and see Arsenal beneath them. And in the relegation zone, we've got Villa, Bournemouth, and Norwich. Uh, Watford, Villa, one point separate them. Watford still off the relegation zone by one point. But again, Watford's form, unbeaten in five. I mentioned, I think, in, in one of the shows uh, last week that I, I call them my Dust Boots team. Because there they were. Did you ever see that? It's one of my favorite war films, Dust Boots great film and as i mentioned before watch it in the german with the english subtitles don't don't watch it in the uh uh, English dubbed version, that's really lame. But anyway, the submarine, you know, stuck on the bottom of the ocean. Uh, it's a good submarine, but it's been damaged, and, and this, that, and the other, and the crew have to work hard to before the air runs out so that they can somehow miraculously fix it and, uh, and, and pump water uh, air into the ballast and, and rise from the surface. And uh, and they do, and sort of with much shaking, it lifts off the surface slowly and starts to come up off the bottom of the ocean. And that's really where Watford are. They were dead bottom. I mean, they were stuck to the bottom of the Premier League. And and they have come through. Great appointment of Nigel Pearson at Watford made a huge difference for them. And now they are uh, rising. I think if they can get three points off uh, Aston Villa midweek, that will cement their rise. And should should she, listen to me, I'm having trouble talking, should see them... Uh, make their way further up the table and into safety. All right, so when we come back on the show, uh, let's take a look at all the midweek matches and some odds to see if there's anything there that is interesting. There were a couple when I took a a, a brief view of them. Uh, Once again, we do have a full slate of matches midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, so if you follow the Premier League, you're going to want to stay tuned uh, for the next segment of this show. Look, I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at NickGebra, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 5th Street Sports Talk. I'm here with you each and every week evening 9 p.m eastern time 6 p.m pacific monday through friday on the sports byline broadcast network and live on dan patrick sports on sirius xm 211 talking the beautiful game with you Uh, stay with me i'll be right back after this Welcome back to the show. History Soccer. Nick Eber with you. Look, we're going to go through all the midweek matches, so bear with me here because, um, you know, I am not as quite as well prepared as I like to be, uh, partly because of the, uh, you know, you just get done doing the weekend uh, fixtures, the weekend preview, then the weekend wrap up, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're into new matches. And unlike NBC, I, I have uh, not a big staff to help me here. In fact, I would be lying to you. If I said I had any staff to help me here, uh, because I really I really don't. Um, we are coming up against all these matches, and um, we are coming into the fourth round of the FA Cup uh, this coming weekend. And there's some wonderful matches. Liverpool, Shrewsbury, United, Watford, or Tranmere, Fulham City. Leicester, Brentford. I mean, we've got some really, we're getting interesting now uh, in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Things are getting interesting. We still have that third round replay on Thursday, but so as a result, we have to get the Premier League games in. So they're happening midweek and there is a full slate of matches happening midweek. So let's get to them, shall we? Uh, let's start with Bournemouth and Brighton because uh, that is the first match on Tuesday and this is a big match. I mean, look, uh, Bournemouth and Eddie Howe, uh, I am um, I mean I I, I you know <laughs> I, I think Bournemouth fans are just looking and saying my god what happened I mean you know we were fly high and then it's just like the wheels came on the bus came off the bus and um and I think they did I'm not sure I personally they had a few injuries but I don't think that is the uh, I, I don't really think that is the the reason. I mean, they are firmly entrenched now in the relegation zone. And to make it worse, I mean, the last time they scored a goal was uh, right after Christmas, uh, and that was at home in a 1-1 draw against Arsenal. They haven't scored at all in their last four games. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's pretty bad. Uh, on the other hand, you know, Seagulls aren't a whole lot better, although... Their results in the last five have been better. Only two wins, uh, two losses, one win, two draws. The last match, obviously, was that draw at home against Villa. Uh, Look, I I don't see things changing here for my money. And let's take a look. Uh, Bournemouth are... Uh, not it's not even uh, – Bournemouth are not home favorites, by the way. Brighton are home favorites at plus 161. Bournemouth plus 177. Uh, but when I look at uh, the goals, I'm not seeing a lot on either side. So I'm going to say this is a nil-nil or a 1-1 draw. So I'm going to take the draw on this game because it is a essentially a, a relegation six-pointer, I suppose. Uh, I don't like Bournemouth to win this at home, but I do like the draw. All right, next up, Villa, Southampton. Um, what am I talking about? Excuse me. Crystal Palace, uh, Southampton. Uh, Palace, of course, getting that great result at City. We spoke about that, uh, that draw from the own goal at the end of the game. But, you know, you'll take it when you can get it, right? Uh, and they've only lost one of their last ten, Crystal Palace. So they they went from this sort of, uh, you know, meandering phase to, to really looking pretty good. Um. But they do draw a lot of games. And Southampton under Hasselhuthel, you know, they've had this sort of resurgence, and then boom. Uh, I won't say boom. Let's just not. Boom is not the right word. So you'll excuse you'll excuse my booming there, Southampton fans. Uh, but uh, let's just say that uh, the loss uh, to Wolves at home to a good Wolves side. I wouldn't say it's boom. Uh, I'm uh, you know I just think that uh, Crystal Palace draw specialists uh, playing Southampton uh, at Villa Park. I'm going to go probably with a home win here, and I think Aston Villa will likely win this. What's fascinating about the odds on this is both Villa and Watford have plus money with them, which means that the odds makers are saying either team could win this. Villa at home a plus 189, uh, Watford a plus 134. Uh, What are we going with this here? I'm not quite sure I'm getting those odds, so never mind. Uh, We were on Villa, and I'm talking Crystal Palace here, so... I don't know where. What am I doing? I must be going insane. Crystal Palace, Southampton, both in plus money. That was correct. I just uh, shifted here. Uh, Crystal Palace, plus 171 at home. Southampton, plus 148. I'm going to take plus 171 right now for Crystal Palace. And you'll excuse me. My my scroll went crazy, and all of a sudden I'm talking Villa Watford when I should be talking Palace, Southampton. But uh, I, I like Palace for the home win on this one. All right, let's move along to the next game, shall we? Uh, which is uh, at Goodison Park, it's Everton, Newcastle. And look, uh, I like Everton. I think Ancelotti is, is the right manager for this team. I think he's, you know, getting them set. I think he's getting them situated. They're playing a lot better football. There's no doubt about that. The results maybe not going the way they want, but I think the football's good. And Newcastle United, we I just, we spoke about them in the last segment. Uh, I love what Steve Bruce is doing. He's had his hands full with some injuries. Uh, a great little result they got uh, against Chelsea at St. James's Park over the weekend that nobody expected and was completely against the run of play, as I mentioned. But, you know, hey, three points is three points. Uh, but I can't see Newcastle going to Goodison Park and getting anything other other than zero out of this game. I think Everton are overdue for a big result. I'm not saying this is maybe going to be big in the scoreline, but this is certainly going to be a big win for Everton. And the odds makers would tend to agree with me. Uh, right now, Everton opened at plus 190. It shortened a bit. They're minus 179 on the money line. Newcastle a plus 460 and the draw is plus 295. Everton, I think, is going to win this at home, so I probably would not bet on that unless I can get a good Everton and a pick'em on that one. All right, uh, next up, Sheffield United, Manchester City, and uh, I I just can't see Manchester City losing this game, particularly uh, given the result they got over the weekend uh, with that draw uh, against uh, Crystal Palace, Well, which Likely should have been three points, but, you know, for the own goal. So shoulda, woulda, coulda. I guess it doesn't really mean anything. And look, as much as I love uh, Sheffield United, I think the Blades are fantastic. Uh, They're not scoring many goals. Defensively, they're very good. But on the attack is when Manchester City are really good. Their problem's not going forward. The problem for Man City is defensively. I mean, look, they have conceded 27 goals. What did they concede all last season? Like 24? 23? Something like that? I'd have to look it up. So, you know they've already conceded more goals than they did all last season. Of course, injuries to Laporte and other players haven't helped, but I can't see City losing this game. Uh, I just, I just can't. Even though it's at Bramall Lane, I'm going to take Man City on this one. And let's take a look uh, how the odds makers feel about that. Um, I can't find them. Uh, So how about that? Uh, Manchester City, here we go. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. minus 244. Sheffield United are plus 600. All right, let's move along. So no real bet there, but I definitely like City to win that game uh, at Bramall Lane. Okay, uh, next up, let's have a look. What are we talking about next? Arsenal-Chelsea, how about this one? Yeah, I just don't like this Arsenal team at all. And, and and this Chelsea team is just all over the place, very inconsistent. You never know what they're gonna get. Frank Lampard saying he needs to sign players, but none are forthcoming. Uh but you know, I think Chelsea I think Chelsea have had their you know, well, I won't say they've had their inconsistencies because that's sort of the nature of it, is that they continue. But look, Chelsea will get up for the big games. This is a big London derby, and I, I can't see them losing it because I don't think Arsenal are very good. And without Pierre, uh, and Pierre-Emerick and Pierre Yang, I, I can't see where the goals are necessarily going to come from uh, with any sort of uh, reliability from Arsenal. But I can see where the goals will come from from Chelsea. So I'm going to say 2-0 for Chelsea on this one. And let's take a look and see what the odds makers like. Yeah, Chelsea are the home favorites at minus 166. Arsenal a bit of a long shot right now, plus 464. So I think everybody is agreeing with me on that one. Okay, let's move along. We're going to make all the games here, which is great. Wednesday's games, Leicester-West Ham. I like Wester... To Le- Wester. Is that across cross between Leicester and West Ham? I like Leicester City to write the ship here. Um, I, you know, I mentioned earlier I, I Leicester just don't have the deepest squad. Uh great manager. I I love Brendan Rodgers doing a great job. there. And I think just you know it's a long season and uh they're just coming to that time where they've been a little inconsistent. Uh but West Ham United I just don't think uh I just don't think this is a game they're going to get points from. I think Everton at home, Everton, Leicester City at home ready to go. Get three points. I'm going to guess a 2 1, 2 0 scoreline on this one. And uh, let's take a look at what the odds makers say on this one. Leicester City, West Ham. Yeah, Leicester City home favourites at minus 150. Uh, West Ham plus 434. Tottenham, Norwich. Uh, boy, as bad as Tottenham are, I can't see Norwich getting anything from this game. Um, this is at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think this is going to be. Uh, A Tottenham win, minus 233 right now for Tottenham, plus 580 for Norwich. And then Man United, Burnley, uh, you know, Burnley are rubbish. Man United are not great either, but I can't see them losing this at Old Trafford. Or maybe a draw, but I don't think so. I think Burnley, uh, even though, uh, you know, Burnley are rubbish, which they are, they did get that very unlikely win at Turf Moor against Leicester City. But this is at Old Trafford. And Burnley really aren't very good. They can't really score that many goals. Uh, and they do concede a fair amount. So I'm, I'm going to say a Man United win. All right, let's move on to the last game, shall we? This is uh, Liverpool-Wolverhampton Wanderers, And I'm going to make a shocking prediction for you if you're listening to this game, if you're listening to this show about this game, because the Liverpool supporter, as you know, most of my life, and we're going to win the title this season, no doubt about it. But we're going to drop points here against Wolverhampton Wanderers. I I, I love this team. Uh, I think uh, Nuno's doing a great job at Wolves. They, it was a very difficult return leg uh, when uh, Liverpool beat them, I think, 1-0 at Anfield. This is at Molyneux. I think Liverpool have a rough and tough schedule. They've had a rough and tough schedule. Uh, they've come up for the big games. Of course, coming off that 2-0 victory against United Uh, I know this team's focused I know you know there's sort of no let down but I think if there's any team that can take points off Liverpool right now I don't even think it's Man City I think it's Wolverhampton Wanderers I don't think they're going to beat Liverpool so don't get me wrong I don't think Liverpool's losing this game but I think this game is a draw and I would not be shocked if this is a low scoring game a nil-nil or a one-one draw and to put this into perspective, uh, I can't think of the last time Liverpool conceded uh, a goal, right? I mean, when was the last time they conceded a goal? Got to go back, here we go, to Brighton, end of November. That's eight games without conceding a goal. I mean, it's an incredible, I mean, they've conceded 14 goals, only 14 goals all this, all season. And Wolves have conceded 30 but they've scored thirty four goals. They just it's just it's just the way they set up and play. They can hit you on the counter. Look, as a Liverpool fan, I want them to win, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say a draw on this one, that that would pay right now plus two eighty. The odds not even that huge for a draw, by the way. So I think maybe the odds make us seeing things the way I do. All right, well I know we ran through it very quickly and sometimes I was a bit all over the place, so I'll apologize for that but we did get to every one of the midweek games in the Premier League and we did it in 14 minutes and that makes me very happy (laughs) I think these are good predictions as well alright I'll be right back to wrap it up here on 5th Street Soccer right after this right, thanks for tuning Doctor, I'm with you every weeknight, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 6 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, uh, the American Forces Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, and on a lot of digital channels as well, whether it's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app. And if you've missed any part of this show, please subscribe to my podcast uh, at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. You can find us there. You'll get notified every time uh, a new show goes up on Believe, and the shows are up pretty much immediately following the conclusion of the live show, so you don't get to miss anything. So we'd really appreciate if you would subscribe to the podcast, and of course support our sponsors because they are the ones that keep us on the air, and we're always very appreci- appreciative Uh, Of that. All right. I will be back with you tomorrow. We'll look at what happened. Uh, You know, we'll continue to look at uh, what's going on in the Premier League, but we'll look at the Tuesday games in particular and what did happen on Tuesday in the Premier League. And once again, uh, there are six games being played tomorrow. Bournemouth, Brighton, Villa, Watford, Everton, Newcastle, Sheffield, United, Man City, Crystal Palace, Southampton, and Chelsea, Arsenal. Two huge, two or three huge matches in there, at least. Bournemouth, Brighton is a massive one, as I mentioned. Chelsea, Arsenal, big derby. I uh, want to see Sheffield, United, City as well. Should be really interesting. And, of course, don't forget Villa, Watford. Another, uh, another big relegation battle. So, some really meaningful games tomorrow on Tuesday. Hope you'll tune in then, and let's have a good chinwag about it. In the meantime, I'm going to go and hope that you will um, be back with me tomorrow. In fact, even better, just hope that you will make me a regular part of your week as we talk the beautiful game uh, here on Sirius XM 211 and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. All right, until tomorrow, have a great night and enjoy the games.